0: Hello, everyone. This is Mark with Speak Brave Podcast. Welcome to another exciting edition of our journey. Our journey with my dear friend, John. John Morrow, please (laughs) say hello. Or is it John here?
1: Yeah, John's here right now.
0: I'm happy to be here with you. Hello, everybody. Good day to you. I always enjoy the sessions because we become better. We become better learners, explorers, and students of life. John, do you think of yourself as a student of life? Yes, you do. more so now than ever. Really? Tell me more. I think the best
1: way to describe it is that when I was speaking with a group of young people yesterday at the Great American Teach In, these were middle school students in grades six, seven, and eight. They were, I was trying to capture their attention, and the only way to capture their attention was to tell them, Number one, yes, you ask me my age. I'm 66. This white hair is my real hair. It's not the color that I created. But on the other hand, here's the thing that you need to know about me. The longer I live, the more I realize that my life is an experience in learning something new every day. And being here in front of you is teaching me something. You're teaching me some things. Because as I've had you up here and we've been talking and I've been working with you and showing you how to be courageous in speaking. You've been telling me about some interesting things in your life and things you do. Well, these are things that I did not know. And because of you, I'm better now than I was when I first walked into the door. So I want to say thank you for the education you're giving me. Now, they were taken aback by that. But then they began to realize, as I was telling them. You were
0: telling about the podcast?
1: Exactly. And I was telling them, I said, you know, you have something worth saying And I'll go a step further. Not only do you have something worth saying, but I think it's worth being heard. Yes. And so I want you to have courage. And then I told them about my friend Mark, who coined the phrase, speak brave. And so it was a learning environment for me. I was not just there to give what I knew and share, but as they became engaged with me, they started giving to me. Yes. This is the joy of learning when we can give to each other and both of us walk out of there knowing more, and having a greater understanding of life That's right. than we have. It starts with before. curiosity, right, John? And curiosity and curi- is something a big part we cannot afford to lose.
0: That's right. Curiosity, is, I think, is a renewable skill, a mm-hmm. renewable skill that lives within your soul. You just got to approach, open it up, mm-hmm. share it with the world, and keep going, yeah. no matter what. John, I'm so excited to have you in the studio so we can talk about this, and thank you for your experience that you have told about the great American teaching because I know you're very active and it's it's very popular and people enjoy it. It's it's, it's, it's a way to reconnect back to the roots of education. By the it? way, on a, on a side note, and I
1: apologize, I need to jump in and tell you this. At the school that I was at yesterday, I saw a familiar face that you might know. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking a bit softly right now and I apologize, but I'm a little bit hesitant to tell you this because well, then don't tell me. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I have to tell you because, okay, okay you know Grigori.
0: Oh, oh well, Grigori, yes. Okay. How can I forget? <laughs> well,
1: Grigori was there and he was actually talking about his life in Russia when he was growing up. Okay. And he was there to try to help the children understand that although he likes the United States of America and he likes the freedoms that they have, Gregory feels we're too soft okay well (coughs) I he does he feels we're too soft this is what he told me he was trying to teach these middle schoolers was you have to be tougher because life is not going to be about you getting everything you want And I thought well Gregory that's a great message and when he asked me when I was going to be getting together with my friend Mark I made the mistake of saying, well, b- we record tomorrow morning at night. And then the, the part of me said, uh oh, I shouldn't have said that. As sure as the world, who come barging in here during the middle of a podcast and try to inject his personality. So if, if that happens, I apologize. That well, was,
0: that's on me. I, I just want, I love Grigori. <coughs> he is a character. I think he has his own <laughs> fan club now because people love him. People love Grigori. And if he comes over and brings his wisdom, because I have seen, some videos on the, online after the presidency and some reaction that some schools were creating safe rooms or crying rooms. Are you are you, are you familiar with that? <laughs> yes, I'm. Do familiar. you are you familiar with that? that um, they have crying rooms and, the, <coughs> and the election recovery rooms. So <laughs> I I know that Grigory is right here. Why well, just give him a couple minutes? What he thinks about those recovery <laughs> rooms and the cr- crying rooms that children have? Tell, tell us more. Just we have a minute.
1: You. Want? All right, Grigori, come over here and sit down for a second, my
0: friend. I'm going to move yeah. my chair. Okay, go ahead. So here it is, Grigori, um, on his uh, take. Yes, his, over there. On the take on the crime rooms. And, uh, this is and, uh, ridiculous.
1: Election I do not want to be involved in this conversation with you. All right, what was my feeling about it? Mm. These decadent, these... Uncivilized, these undertrained children, they're softies, they're like little biscuits. <laughs> I was so bothered by them that I feel like I have an allergy, and every time I think about them, I start to sneeze.
0: Hello, Mark. It's good to see. But you. But are you being fair, Grigory? I mean, it, this is real. This is real election, and, and All it, right it's on. been a tough road. And these these people—they cannot take it. That's why we have the I'll crying be room. Too. I'll be honest with you. Okay. In, in okay. your motherland, have you ever had crying rooms in school in in Siberia? No, no.
1: no. <coughs> That's what I mean. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Just it upsets me. We don't cry. We we we, we become strong. We say we will do better. We will rise to the top. We will accept what the law says. We will accept what the people say. It's about the people, and this is part of the old mother country. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I was around when, when I was around when Yuri Gagarin went up into space, yes, yes, yes. The first, and I the first remember him as the first man in space. And I said, yes, Russia has beaten the United, Nation, the United States in the space race. And it was wonderful. And our children in the school were ecstatic and happy. And one day, I noticed that among all of my comrade friends in class, they were crying some. And, and
0: I looked at
1: the teacher, and the instructor, his name was Boris.
0: Boris, it was Boris,
1: yes. And Boris stepped up and said, How dare you cry in the face of such great excitement! You should roar with honor and say, The Motherland has once again risen to the place of stature that it belongs. We are the best people in this world. And so I remembered that moment. And I have very little patience with Individuals who feel they must cry over something as petty and as silly as an election. What's the matter with these so called young adults? A crying room? What kind of ridiculous bourgeois thing is that? That's absurd. It's almost obscene. We are men of character. We are people of strength. Our women are stout and strong. They don't cry during childbirth. They say, bring it, bring (laughs) it, bring it.
0: (laughs) Georgi, you have brought an enlightenment. My name is not Georgi. Oh, sorry. Grigori. It's Grigori. Grigori, yes. My friend Mark, you know better. I, I, sometimes I just don't know what to say to Grigori. Grigory, please come back next time. When you see John, can you ask him to come back because are you telling me you want me to leave? No, <laughs> I'm just saying you you bring so much vitality to the show and unexpected turns. I think well, I, I want you to come back. I want you to be part you of the must show. understand something. I will be talking about this subject again. Okay. okay. This
1: is a very serious subject of medica. If you are going to be great, Again, <laughs> as this man wearing the red cap says, then what you must do is you must do what we did. We are what's great what's... in Russia because we don't cry over spilt milk. <laughs> you don't cry over spilt milk. No, Thank but you. I have said enough. Thank you, Grigori. I'm going oh. back to my friend, John. John, John yes. I, I want you to go back to the place where you were. Oh, there you have it, um,
0: okay. friends. Right. Um, Grigori when came again. And uh, Gregory, thanks for, thanks for coming. Door, yes, please come back one day next week okay, you, when Gregory. we have John. Okay. That was intense. Grigori, again, showed his true character because, well, the man, is yeah. incredibly strange. It's strange and
1: he's, he's one of a kind. Well, I'll tell you one thing right now, you really need to get into talking about a much more serious subject because yeah. his level of honesty, yeah. I'm sure he's probably very candid and very yes, straightforward and very right. honest. It's just I don't think he's learned how to temper his feelings.
0: He does not. He, he's still working through it, but you're in luck, John, and I am in luck too because this is one of my areas of interest and strength. Oh, good. Body language. Body language, but specifically, just like Gregory said and how we can use how to be honest with ourselves, and with every environment that we interact. Now, this is an observational question because
1: we understand that honesty is an important component of genuineness, of candor, and it's also a trait of integrity and character. Right, right, right. right. Now, it's an interesting thing. There have been people who have researched body language in conjunction with what they're saying, and we've discovered that there are mannerisms... That are within every part of our being, from our facial expressions to how we move our head to what we do with our hands, hands and our feet, arms, torso, shoulders. And you can look at an individual, and some of these people who are really adept at studying the human body and all of its yes. makeup during a communicative right. situation right. are able to clearly okay. identify not just whether the person is being authentic, but in reality, they are able to pinpoint where they have a
0: sensitivity about something and they're somewhat hesitant. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you can see some inconsistency, exactly. incongruency in their message and behavior. That is a, a, That's a fascinating trait. Now, when is. you were
1: talking with Grigori, yeah, what was it in his body language that raised questions about his behavior and kind of drew you to the idea of how honest or maybe not quite honest or was he disingenuous was he genuine well, or
0: what? was always always authentic in everything that he said because number one he has little agenda his agenda is to give his opinion in the most uncon- unrestricted way unrestricted way because he knows that people love him well he got all choked up over the process
1: i could he, not believe yeah. it he was it was He wasn't crying, but it was like all of a sudden he he's, he, he acts like he's got allergies. And I'm thinking he does. About myself, he does. What is it about honesty that annoys yeah. him, but at the same time, he's got to say what he says. So it's yeah. almost as if, why don't you just
0: not say anything? I apologize. <laughs> well, I regress. I, I, I do want to make sure. Recently, I have conducted a seminar, a seminar mm-hmm. on body language. Okay, The body language seminar is for leaders how to communicate more effectively, be congruent, and to be more persuasive. Now, part of my seminars, there's a part where it's very interactive. Interactive where I engage the audience and I ask with courage for people to stand up and participate. But before even I step on stage, I talk to people in the audience. I say, okay, I need your help. Mm-hmm. Will you help me? Will you participate? Will you be open? Will you go with this dialogue and help me move the message? So now that takes courage. It does take courage, but it's 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 a prep work, it's a priming. If you take yourself seriously in a business of public speaking and educating people, this is the steps you do. You speak before you ever speak on stage, you speak with the audience, you speak with the meeting planner, you speak with your economic buyer, and then you perform on stage and then the work begins. Then you reach out and then you nurture and develop the relationship with everyone interested to work with you. You, yeah. you create a community mm-hmm. about a for, your message. That's a formula that I saw in the book, The Million Dollar Speaker. Oh, yes, that's that one. That's
1: an excellent formula because yeah. that shows that the individual is taking this audience quite seriously and he's not standing up there just because it's his attention that he's talking about. Exactly. He actually is up there right. where he wants to bring these people in yes. and give them something so that when they walk out of the room, they walk away with...
0: New tools. New tools. Uh, practical. They can use from day one. What was interesting in this seminar is that I asked one of the volunteers to stand up mm-hmm. and introduce herself. Okay. So she stood up, introduced herself, and I said, okay, the constraints I give you, I told her. It's just 30 seconds. Just tell us who you are, what brought you here, and why are you here. So she stood up. She said, my name is Victoria, let's say, and I'm here because I want to learn about public speaking, about body language. I want to be more persuasive communicator. I said, great. Now, I was watching Victoria like a hawk. Specifically, I was watching her hands, her hands and her palms. Did she have an open, expressive, animated gestures or did she make herself small? Did she use her shoulders to open up and her face and her neck to li- and her eyes to lit up and tell the story? Now, she did a few things. Few of those things, and then after, then when then she took a seat. I asked the audience, "How do you feel about Victoria? Would you like to get to know her? Would you like to meet her in the hallway and see what her story is?" And I, they said, "Yes, of course." Somehow she, well, I picked a good one. Yes, <laughs> you did. But what was interesting? I asked the audience members, "Did you see Victoria's body language?" Did you pay attention to the way she moved her hands? Did you see her palms move in a way that I'm going to talk about in the seminar? And guess what they said? No. Nobody paid attention to the, the flow, the dance of the body language. Because people are not thinking about it. A lot of people, they go through life in, in sales, in, in, in management, in leadership, in any, any kind of business enterprise, mm-hmm. body language is the most important conversation. That's an important component in my wheelhouse about right. noticing more right. when you right. talk with people. That's right. Every time we have a conversation with someone, there's two conversations going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. One is your verbal content. Right. It's the material that you talk about. But the second conversation is nonverbal. It's it's your body language, gestures. It's your constellation of gestures, and it's constantly moving. I like that term, constellation of gestures. That really gives us an open sky feel. Exactly. It is we are more adept and more conscious of the body language than we give ourselves credit for. Why is that? Because our subconscious, that part of the brain and thinking mechanisms that we cannot readily access, but it's always working there. It's always going through the processes, and that subconscious notices things, but we may not understand it at that point in time unless we are trained and we know exactly what to notice. So consciously we may ignore it because there's so there's so much. RAM mm-hmm. in our cognitive load that we have to process, but our subconscious is so much, it's an ocean. It's an ocean of information that remembers everything, mm-hmm. notices everything, this is not but a there, single nanosecond. But there is not, it's not a clear path no, that we don't. can open and get through it. It's just the way that our biology
1: is built. And uh, as I've said before, I think it's kind of like there's a there is a certain key that comes up in a form of stimuli which will open up that. A certain door. Malcolm Gladwell called it the
0: adaptive unconscious. Exactly. I love Malcolm Gladwell. The work that I follow, the, my coach, is Nick Morgan. Nick Morgan is an excellent writer, excellent coach. I think. Nick Morgan. I remember him. Nick Morgan. Yes. One of his books that I recommend every time is Power Cues by Nick Morgan. Power um, Power Cues. The Power Cues. Subtle
1: Science of Leading Groups persuading
0: others, and maximizing your personal impact. I don't get paid to recommend this book. I am such an ardent fan. Well, you're also a voracious reader. Yes. You have a great appetite for yes. reading and for knowledge. And if anyone picks up this book by Power Cues by Nick Morgan, your life will change. Your life will change. You Number one, you'll notice how you show up when you enter the room. You'll think about body language because... Body language is an important ingredient to persuasion, to influence. Would you like to influence people? Absolutely. You, some people say, oh, I don't want to influence anyone, or I don't want to be part of well, anything. I wonder and, why they would say something like that, frankly.
1: <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I, oh, think no, we I, all would, I think all of us want to, to make a difference. Yes. I think all of us want to be noticed for something that we do well. That's right. So that I do have a hard time
0: when people say something like that. I don't want to be noticed. I just well, want to be off in a corner. Well, it's everyone has their own journey. It's true. I respect that journey. But that's the book I recommend it. Now, in that book, also Nick Morgan, I think in chapter 6 or 7, he talks about an idea or a concept I call and he calls it honest signals. Honest signals. Honest signals. Yes, it's based on the work of a researcher at MIT, yeah, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. I would like to actually be a student there. But you know you can. You know you can through Coursera and through other courses, Yeah, uh, EDX. You, you but can believe
1: be. you me when I tell you <laughs> there is where some of the most brilliant minds in all of humanity
0: can be found. Well, we can be found there, too, through online courses for free. So it's open. It's the, it's, mm-hmm. it's been open. But, it, it yeah. You cannot be a student full-time, but you can take courses and still be part of that collective, mm-hmm. which I like. I like that idea, I too. I like that, too. The Internet has opened up the reaches and doors for us we would not have imagined just 10 years ago. And just imagine how many more people are still offline, and they're coming on online every day.
1: I'm now, intrigued, though. Okay. Honest, Honest signals. signals. Yes. Can okay. you kind of go in a little bit deeper on that? Because we've still got about 10 minutes here, and I'd, I'd oh, really like... To get an idea of some of the things that you have learned,
0: yes, I can. I can share with that with you. So, Sandy Petl- Pentland, he is a researcher at MIT, or was a researcher at MIT. He conducted a study, and with astonishing accuracy, he was able to predict the outcome of a venture capitalist pitch meeting, where an entrepreneur or a group of entrepreneurs were trying to pitch an idea to get funding, and he was able to see the results whether they got funded or not, if they wanted to, for each presentation. But the caveat was he turned down the volume and all he focused on was body language, posture, pauses, the way you talk, not the way you the words that you say, but how, the 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 way your face turns, mm-hmm. the way your hands clasp together, the way your shoulders rotate, the way you look, the way you breathe that is all he needed to figure out the outcome of every presentation just the body signals so it's not doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you say what truly matters is how you say it and how do you truly portray yourself in every presentation and he said that all communication and persuasion is hinges on social relations and social relations and if he identified four honest signals that you can use. Okay. They are influence, activity, mimicry, and consistency. Okay. And influence
1: we, yes. obviously mm-hmm. would have a lot to do with what type mm-hmm. of groundwork you have laid prior to your appearing there. Like
0: how prepared how you are how
1: credible are you in terms? Have you written a book? Do you do podcasts? Are you mm-hmm. on video? Have you done other presentations credibility, for Yeah. Then?
0: And uh, it, for example, let's say let's let's do a scenario. <coughs> let's say you have you have a meeting that you have to attend. Okay. Right. Let's say you are who you are, and the other person is in a position of power. They have a positional power, and that positional power gives them an edge in influence over you. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes, that's okay. right. So what do you do? And you know this. You know that. You know that um, you have to come up. So, what, what kind of what kind of strategies can you implement to level the field? Because you know that this person has authority over you, and what Sandy Petland and Nick Morgan um, document is in influence. You prepare. You do your homework. You do prepare, and then you bring the level of focus and emotion. Because when you, if somebody has Positional power, but if you have passion, you get closer to the parity. Because passion does not trump the positional um, authority, but it brings you closer. So whatever it is that you're doing, if you are half-hearted in it, if you don't believe the message, you're gonna lose. But if you believe it, this is what you live for. This is ex- you believe it hundred percent, and some and you work on strategies to make sure you believe it. You're passionate about it. This is what drives you every day. The passion will create influence with somebody of higher authority well than it you. gives the c-
1: communication integrity yes it does it because does. the communication is not contrived mm-hmm. it's not an act mm-hmm. it is an actual sincere opening up mm-hmm. of personal transparency and saying i've studied you you're the kind of business that i want to connect with because i believe in what you're and doing And we can create really. value together
0: uh, versus rather being a partner.
1: Right. Instead of just, it's not just about me, but it's about us working together to achieve the objective that's going to help make your company better.
0: Both. Both. Correct. That's, that's one. So influence, bring passion or increase your positional authority. And then what's can.
1: next after influence?
0: Uh, well, it's mimicry. mimicry. Now, tell me about mimicry because With
1: mimicry yes. I think of in terms of mirroring. I look at it as a yes, way of kind exactly of. it's exactly
0: what it is. I think I mean, did mention this before, Tony Robbins, um, right. his seminars. Did I tell you I love Tony Robbins?
1: Yeah, many times, but he you can go ahead and say it again.
0: amazing. He
1: is amazing. One of the most incredible speakers. At <laughs> and, least one of the most incredible of connecting with his audience and, in such a profound way.
0: And friends, I don't get any remuneration from Tony Robbins. No. Or not, because I believe in his message. I believe in his instruction. I believe in everything that he said, most of the, what he said. Because mm-hmm. he's just a true learner. Yeah, Someone and that's me.
1: always been his first and foremost yeah. thing: is that he learns, then he has new epiphanies, and then he turns around and he, and he gives <laughs> it to other people.
0: That is so cool. Well, I an epiphany
1: it. is a neat thing because for me, life has been a series of epiphanies when I've allowed myself to be open to learn
0: new things. Yeah. Well, in his one of his seminars, um, Tony Robbins talks about Milton Erickson, which is a hipn- who is a medical doctor mm-hmm. and a hypnotist. Right. He came up with this mm-hmm. concept: matching and mirroring, mm-hmm. matching and mirroring. For example. Do you want to connect with someone quickly? Yes. You look at them. You for the, Let's say you have an hour meeting or whatever hour whatever time you have. And you very subtle. What is the word? Subtle? Yeah. How do you spell that? S-u- S-U-B-T-L-E. That's it. Whatever you do in mimicry in mi- matching and matching in memory, the key word is? Be subtle, Subtle mirror. That's right. And what I have learned is do you think that other people will see that you are you mirroring them or matching them most of the time
1: people don't analyze not. it that way they what they're going to do is they're it. going to say this is a person that understands how I feel Yes, and they're like me and I
0: feel comfortable because it brings down this defensive mechanism that's right and you have to establish rapport you cannot just um, mirror in a very forceful way the key is subtle 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 mm-hmm. and you build rapport and then after a while after you build rapport then you can start leading because if you match the voice, if you match the gestures, if you match, match the posture, if you match, match the facial expressions, then you have a chance to lead mm-hmm. and then bring the person along. And this is an art. It is not something you can do just by thinking about it. It no. is something you have to do. You have to practice. Have you, and we as natural humans, we copy each other. We mimic each other. We do. We, we do that we, all we the s- time.
1: We settle in the environment that we're in.
0: And so this this is natural. Did you ever notice um, when you meet someone for the first time and you maybe detect a different tempo in their voice? Mm -hmm. Maybe they speak a little slower. Right. And they draw out their words Mm -hmm. or somebody maybe speak a little faster. Do you ever find yourself um, trying to Mm -hmm. match the level of speaking, I do, tempo with them, and what happens when you do? What happens? Something happens. Something important happens on the subconscious level. I think there's a connectivity that is
1: created with yeah. the with the with the person you're listening to. I think they become more open to connect more with you because you're showing a sincere interest and you're showing a certain degree of camaraderie. With yes, them.
0: and you try and you do it. You do it in honesty in genuine way you have to be honest and, and genuine. I have found that whenever happens whenever that happens when you find someone or when you meet someone for the first time or mm-hmm. however many times you meet them and when you do a genuine attempt to to get on the same wavelength in yes. speaking terms you have more chances to establish rapport so influence, a of communication. yeah influence so, so influence Mimi cry Mimi creepte is it, how, am, I, am I saying this right? You yeah, can in, call
1: it mimicry. You can call it mimicry. I okay. know what you're saying.
0: So mimicry, I think, is um,
1: mimicry's. I think the more common common, yeah, English pronunciation. Common, so a lot in, of words.
0: So in same. it is uh, matching and mirroring. Exactly. Match if the other Match person mirror. Uh, scratches their face, scratch your face. If they cross their legs, you cross their legs. If they do cross their legs, you cross So this
1: is effect that doesn't just have to do with language or with the appearance of the face of the eyes, the expression, but it's a total body total process. Total body.
0: And, but the key is subtlety.
1: Yes, and that means
0: don't over-exaggerate. Because if you do over-exaggerate, you'll have an opposite effect. And you you then, can offend. And then will offend, and that will actually be not what you want completely. No, you don't want that. Now, okay, third one is activity. Yes. When you have a conversation with someone, are you into it or are you looking at your phone? Or are oh, you trying to well have a that. plans to escape Ooh. the room, get out, and never come back? Because when you demonstrate a level of activity that is just a little bit more than expected, people take notice. You connect well. Remember I talked about charisma? Mm-hmm. Yes. And one of the definitions of charisma that I have come across in my research is charisma... Is focused emotion. I like when you that. can bring focus and emotion in the meeting for however 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, that is the gift you give to others and you have a chance to connect. So you bring your activity level up. That's it. And the fourth honor signal is consistency. Yeah.
1: You can't be, you can't seem like one thing one place and then be something entirely different. That's, one of the common things that pastors say, you come to church and you ha- you act churchy, if I could use that term. <laughs> churchy. But then as soon as you leave the church, you go back to being your genuine self. Well, what does that say? Does that yeah. say that your genuine self you're ashamed to bring to church? Nah, nah. Should you be ashamed? Or is it, do you think that in order to be accepted in a church situation, you've got to dress a certain way, act a certain way, talk a certain way, look a certain way? And it doesn't have to be church. I just happen to think of church because I spent a lot of time there. But really, consistency is something we needed to demonstrate. And this has been the fun part of my experience in working with you. As I've been learning about myself as a communicator, I'm beginning to understand that the greatest single thing I have to enhance my Creativity and to also enhance my relationships with people is to have a genuineness, but be consistent in that genuineness, that authenticity.
0: That is the key. What I want to reflect back on the Sandy Petlan's research about on the signals about consistency. Mm -hmm. You there's many ways to think about it. There's many ways, and they're all correct. Now, from his point of view, from this researcher, is consistency, there's two ways. When you're trying to influence or persuade someone, be consistent. Be consistent in your approach. Keep going now. But when you're listening, vary your approach. Because if you just listen and say, "Uh uh-huh, yes, uh uh-huh, yes, okay. For 30 minutes, people will get bored. And they'll see that you are not genuine. So when you approach someone, try to bring them to your side. Be consistent. But when you listen, vary your responses. Affirm. Ask questions. Don't just say one word for the entire conversation. Vary your approach. And that create... And then create your body language. That Does that make sense what I'm yeah, trying to say?
1: Yeah, it does, because if I'm communicating, I can tell when people are with me. Yes. Because their body language tells me, oh, that's interesting. I like <laughs> that idea. Yes. Oh, you know what? This is a subject I am enjoying. And is there a good chance that we can... Talk about this a bit more deeply because I am very much right now.
0: Well, we'll discuss it in the future, but okay. this because I want to come back
1: to well, it because well, we're I'm really interested on. in honesty signals. I'm interested in the integrity of our communications as a part of our entire self. We will get to it,
0: John. Thanks for coming. It's thanks my pleasure. For, thanks for being part of my apologize speak for tipping, break. Uh,
1: apologize for tipping Grigori off about you and getting him <laughs> to show up here, but. I love Grigory. By the um, way, he's still way. hanging outside I over know there. He's, he's uh, in the next room.
0: It looks he's, like he's reading something. Okay. Well, thanks to Grigori. Thanks to John. Thank you, friends. Subscribe to the podcast. Send it to your friends. Um, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. I would love to hear from you. Let's keep speaking brave. Until next time.